nothing Arkansas State did worked. And I don't think it's because Arkansas State is bad, if that makes sense. It really felt like the secondary itself was almost kind of was almost saying we are having guys step up before the big game next week. They just got nothing. They really just got nothing. In dominating fashion, the Georgia Bulldogs wiped out Arkansas State 55-0 on Saturday as their final tune-up before Notre Dame is in the books. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 192 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. This is a quick post-game recap show of the Dogs versus the Red Wolves, and my two co-hosts, Will and Tony, share their thoughts on the shutout. I wasn't able to join them for this episode, but if I had to share one observation on the game, it would be the dominance that the offensive line showed. Jake Fromm and even Stetson Bennett were not hurried, they weren't hassled, yet were allowed all day to sit back in the pocket and deliver the ball to our young wide receivers and backs. That same type of protection will be paramount next week versus the Irish. And before we begin the episode, a few quick reminders. First, our podcast partners at The Pine and Five Points are hosting a wine dinner tomorrow evening on September 16th, starting at 6 p.m., and it's to celebrate their five-year anniversary. So stop by there if you're looking for some fun to start Notre Dame week off right. Also, make sure to get all of your tailgate beverage supplies at Five Points Bottles as you plan your game day this coming Saturday. And we'll be back on Monday, yes, tomorrow, with our Notre Dame preview show. But first, let's put a nice big bow on the Arkansas State game. And here's Will to start it off. We are sans Scott today. We are without Scott. It is just me and me. I'm Will, by the way. And here with Tony Waller surveying the... Okay, hang on. Let me get the papers, carry the one, ruffle the papers around. 55... Nothing defeat Georgia over Arkansas State. Uh, it's funny. Uh, very rarely, you know, we, every once in a while on the podcast, we will remind people not to go back and listen to old preview podcasts of ours because we sound like fools, specifically the preview of the Alabama loss at home uh, back in 2015. Uh, but if you'll note, Tony, in the preview podcast, we were a little bit concerned about this game. Not so much that Georgia going to lose, but like we tried to warn people, Arkansas State is a lot better than Murray State. I still think that's true, by the way. Uh, but I will say that, uh, uh, to me, this was um, not only an easy win, but I would argue one of the really more truly impressive wins I think they've had over the last couple of years. I know Arkansas State's not great, but like this is still a sun, top half of the Sun Belt team, and they not Georgia not only defeated them, they crushed them in every possible way. The, I uh, I don't know what you're looking for the week before the big Notre Dame game, but uh, this has to be pretty close to it. Well, I mean, I want to make sure, and please do not go back and prove me wrong. Everyone knew I said that. Arkansas State was not Murray State. Clearly, they weren't. They didn't score any points. (laughs) But, um, yeah, you know, that that was my impression walking away from it. It was probably the most thorough all across the depth chart I've seen Georgia play in a long time. Uh, And certainly under Kirby Smart. Um, You know, we knew, I mean, you know, we all all predicted scores somewhere in in between 35 and 50. It's not hard to say that that wasn't even the most impressive part, but when you put up 600 and something yards offense, it's very impressive. It's just how well the defense shut them down. What, they had 225 yards of offense, something like that. They averaged less than five yards of pass. They averaged less than a year, like a yard and a half of rush. Um, and they like to throw the ball around. I mean, this is, this is a team that's going to, you know, they're going to have a couple of 500-plus yard games through the season. And the way that Georgia just dominated the line of scrimmage, 
frankly, even on the deep passing plays, we had I think, one blown coverage. One. That was it. And he didn't really be really blown. He just kind of flipped on the cut. Um, unfortunately, um, Arkansas State missed the pass. But it is really hard to look at this and not feel excited about the possibilities for the rest of the season because what you're seeing is, I mean, it's the Death Star, right? I mean, this is what Kirby Smart, and that's what he envisions, this kind of thorough domination in all phases of the game where you can do what you want to do and the other team can do nothing. It was weird because we talked about how Arkansas State kind of runs again. Air raid is too much of a simplistic way to put it, but they they're supposed to put some points on the board. And I really thought, of all things, I thought Georgia as we and they did do this was would be able to just run the ball up the middle, but Arkansas State would. You know, they've got an experienced quarterback. They've got a lot of receivers. Like this is not a terrible team, uh, and they're going to put up a lot of points on people. I figured they would score something, but really from the get go. Not just up front, which we knew what they were going to do, but really the secondary, right? The secondary has been a thing that we've all been kind of concerned about. Uh, not because there's no talent there. There's obviously lots of talent there. There's obviously lots of talent everywhere. This is one of the fun things about rooting for Georgia football in the year 2019 is that everyone is really talented. And then, like, the fourth string guy is really talented. But they weren't experienced. You didn't know what, they, what, what you were going to see from them. To me, that's what had to have been frustrating for Arkansas State is they've got more experienced players than really Georgia does uh, throwing the ball, and they just got nothing. They really just got nothing. Even those little short passes, there's a couple first downs in the first half, maybe a little, but on the whole, nothing Arkansas State did worked. And I don't think it's because Arkansas State is bad, if that makes sense. It really felt like the secondary itself was almost kind of was almost saying we are having guys step up before the big game next week. If you go back and watch this, look for how few yards after catch that they had. Um, Bonner completed twenty passes. He threw for one hundred and twenty-five yards. That's just crazy. <laughs> and yeah, you know, when you look at how effective Georgia was until the the last. Uh, drive well the drive that Arizona State the end of the interception close to the end zone they didn't get past Georgia's 33 yard line and that resulted in the missed field goal that was also their most impressive drive before that I mean it was 12 plays 42 yards 12 plays 42 yards <laughs> um, this really was a thoroughly dominating performance offensively in a way that I would say it wasn't like Georgia shut down the big plays and it was really fun and you know when you think about why you know, we can we can talk about Notre Dame now that Notre Dame looks right they want to do the underneath passes they want to they want to think and dunk it's not that they can't take deep shots certainly think in book can do that but they also like to try to run the ball and if you're if you're Notre Dame and you're kind of looking at what happened this week against Arizona State I'm sorry Arkansas State I keep doing that it's not Notre <laughs> State um, it's not hard to scratch your head and think I'm not sure how we're going to do this yeah, they they felt very good. For the record, uh, they they're, they're very amped. Uh, there was uh, Brian Kelly was really hyped about his team after they wiped out New Mexico. I think he said they found themselves, which is good. It's nice to, uh, as part of the part of the spiritual journey, hiking through the Appalachian Mountains. Perhaps uh, they found themselves uh, in that game. But if I'm anyone, I'm scared of what George is doing here. And again. You know, you don't want to get too excited about with Notre Dame coming next week. Arkansas State is good, but they're not Notre Dame, obviously. But I, I can't think of a way that you would want to feel better about about how they looked going in. Well, we've just been talking about the defense, and the offense scored 55 points. <laughs> and that's also worth keeping in mind. I think the real standout 
guy that what everyone's most excited about is George Pickens, who, uh, to me, the most impressive thing that he did uh, was the time where Fromm underthrew that pass early, and he came back and got it. And not only yeah. came back and got it, but got it in a way that's like, oh, wait, this is that, that is he already that receiver that you can underthrow by five yards and will just beat the corner to the ball and make it look pretty easy? Like, that's an NFL play, really, kind of what yeah. Pickens did there was, was to come back. And whatever, it wasn't a touchdown. There was a later one where maybe he could have caught it in the end zone. And, and clearly, everybody, drink alert, Seth Emerson had a good piece about Pickens, about how, uh, how exciting uh, he is, but also how Kirby Smart keeps talking about how he has a lot to learn. I think a lot of that. That's true. But man, when you see what he can do on that that basic play, you're like why were we ever worried about wide receivers? Particularly the day where Robinson Robinson didn't hurt uh, didn't play. Simmons got hurt. I don't think we know yet what's going on uh with Simmons. Clearly he's gonna have to continue to do that. But man, all of a sudden, uh Pickens, you look at him, you're like Man, is this guy like like forget getting excited about a couple of viral videos from from uh, from practice? Uh, you look at him, you're like, wow, this guy could be like an all American receiver here really soon. Yeah, well, the catch on the sideline there where he went up high and got it and got two feet down just for good measure was uh, that was kind of right in front of us. But I don't know if you noticed that on the play, the touchdown play that got reviewed. I think the Landers. Um, as Jake was rolling around, if you go back and look, Pickens was in the back of the corner of the end zone indicating to Jake, throw it up, I'll get it. <laughs> I got it. And it right. was just like, that's just that's crazy. I think a lot of what Coach Smart talks about with him is he still plays, um, let's, let's be charitable, call the spirit, he's spirited. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be a point in the season where Hopefully it won't be in a game that will cost too much, but there's going to be a game where he's going to get flagged for it probably. Um, it changes the math when you have a receiver that is both confident in figuring out a way to beat whomever is covering him, but also you feel like there are, there are not many 50-50 balls you can throw down. And that, that does absolutely enhance your both confidence as a quarterback but also as a play caller because you know that – that he can bail you out. And that's, I mean, that's really what, if you go back and look at the Alabama teams or even some of the Florida teams under Spurrier, the quarterbacks were good. And I know, you know, you, you ended up with a Heisman at the quarterback, but that was almost as much the receivers, knowing that you had receivers you could go to. They were just going to make a play. And Pickens is that guy. Yeah, it's exciting, man. <laughs> like it, it does it, it. You know, one thing they have not had since I've been here is that super stud wide receiver. They've had some good ones, but I like I got here after AJ Green left. You know, so like I don't. And I know obviously Green and Pickens are very different personalities, but it's it, it's fun, right? Like we can all talk about how receivers are often divas and how they they're emotional and they're spirited. I guess would be the way to put it. But it's when you've got like a superstar wide receiver. It makes everything more fun. <laughs> like superstar running backs are almost too modest sometimes, and like like I love Nick Chubb to death, and he obviously does amazing things. So he Michelle the same way. Uh, obviously Todd Gurley the same way. But there's something about having a wide re- a superstar wide receiver that just sends an extra little uh, electric current through everything. That in and, and sometimes it's too much current, <laughs> and sometimes you don't want to deal with it. But it is it is an exciting thing, and it feels like we've got one. Like it does. I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know if he is that guy right now. But it's clear that like okay, the, the special. And we even talked about Blaylock, right? Like Blaylock was was pretty terrific too, particularly catching that touchdown pass. So uh, uh, it certainly feels. 
like a team that uh, of the things they were worried about, to me, of all the fun things about Arkansas State, coming into the year, what were the things that you were most worried about? Wide receiver and the secondary. And those were the two, I thought, most dominant things against Arkansas State. Yeah, and you know, I think the other part about it is we had like nine guys catch passes. And I realize some of those were with Stetson, but I mean, Prather Hudson called a pass. Prather! To mention. But we had seven guys score touchdowns um, in, our, in our preview. I said, I think we'll be fine on offense, but I think people will be impressed how good our defense is. And there's nothing I've seen so far that makes me think differently about that. Now, does that equal you know, super low scoring the rest of the season? I don't think so. I think we'll face much better offenses. But you have to feel good about your options defensively. When you see both shut down the defensive backfield and the kind of pressure we got, and once Landing realized that he had the he, their receivers were not going to get open. He just he sent guys, yeah. um, and that was what you're supposed to do. And you know, a lot of riders that hung their hats on Georgia's not quite there because of the coordinator switches. We still may see situations where that doesn't help us later in the season, but. I think both coordinators have acquitted themselves very nicely with both in-game calls and kind of how they change up what they're trying to do and also with how they prepared the playbook to put us in a position to be successful from the kickoff. Okay, one last thing in the game. Uh, I saw you. I, I literally don't have any pink clothes. So I wore red and then just hoped that being in the sun all day would fade it a little bit. Uh, I saw you. You were there well, with your. You matched it by the end of the day. So. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes, except my face was certainly there. Uh, and uh, you sat, uh, you were with your daughters and you were all wearing pink. And clearly, Arkansas State's coach talked uh, after the game how he's kind of blown away by the whole thing. I'm always a little bit. Um, Cardinal fans do this a lot where we get really proud of ourselves for doing nice things that I think a lot of fan bases would do, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if this is the case here, but it was an undeniably cool thing that it, it happened in a good way, right? Like, I feel like this is what you want. Someone comes up with like this kind of ID on the side, like, hey, let's do it. Like, it's a fan, almost a message board sort of thing. The team picks it up. It becomes a big thing. And I think uh, I think Blake Anderson talked after the game about it. He said overwhelmed, I think was the exact term. It certainly was a cool thing. And frankly, Visually, it looked kind of interesting in the stadium. That's a. I've, I feel like I've seen Sanford Stadium in many different uh, uh, hues. I suppose I don't think I'd ever seen. Uh, it looked kind of cool in the stands. Doing the bare minimum, which was wearing pink and showing Blake Anderson's family that the Georgia fans support him and kind of what they're going through. I didn't see it, but I think ESPN is kind of a, a thing uh, on game day with it. So, yeah, when you look at that, you look um, with the Devin Gale thing and some other stuff. You know, we, we, meaning me, you, Scott, people, um, can get down on George football fans, and frankly on humans. Um, but Saturday and kind of how the fans responded to that, um, it, it gives you hope. I had a discussion because there's a whole thing around the you know, painting of America. I told somebody, it's like, they're like, I'm wearing red, Georgia's red. I was like, I get that. This is not really about me or whatever the politics are that you're upset about this. This is about showing Blake Anderson as a family that, you know, it's a terrible thing you've gone through, and there are people out here that respect what you're doing in the carry-on, brother. And that, hopefully that message was received. Okay, we can finally do it. To quote Jake from after the game, the Arkansas State Arkansas game is over. You got to crush it and flush it. I feel like that way every time we do a podcast, Tony. You just we just crush it 
and then we flush it and we move on to the next one. Uh, this is uh, okay. I don't know how far I want to extend this metaphor. Uh, this Big problem is not the hero we deserve, but he's the hero we have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, but now that that one is flushed, we have something big to crush. It's all very confusing. The point is, Notre Dame is here. Notre Dame week is here. It was announced as no surprise to anyone uh, late Saturday night that, in fact, it, uh, the game day will be here. I think we all assumed after Notre Dame beat Louisville that was going to be the case. It is the case. Uh, the first time, I think we talked about this last week, my first ever Georgia football game was LSU. The last time that game day was here, literally the first time I, I, I had just moved here the summer before and I had I'd never been to a Georgia game and I got game day on my first one. It has now been six years and here they are again. Uh, we obviously are going to have a big, big show taping early this week, by the way. We're taping Monday. so um, And our post game is going to be at El Barrio next week. Uh, so I, I guess yeah, I don't know if you're at El Barrio, you're at El Barrio now, are you? I could just walked over and saw you, uh, but uh, no, we um, next week's our post games El Barrio, but it is Notre Dame week, man. It is Notre Dame week. Uh, it's finally here. Well, you know, it's funny. Last night I was, uh, I was like in the middle of the Florida Kentucky game, and I'm like, huh, we're not even midway through the fourth quarter yet when that game ends. Oh yeah. Like, oh oh yeah. gosh, and we have like we have. This is what we take reps in July for. This is why we get together. <laughs> and have uh, mass celebrations, food, eating, uh, the bacchanalias we endure in July, the two-a-days. That's what this is for. Um, I'm ready to talk about Notre Dame. We finally get to. It is, it is so serious. So I don't want to spoil too much uh, of that. We'll save it for the show, as they say. Uh, but uh, it's here. This is the week. And I got to tell you, when you kind of look at Georgia's football schedule and kind of what's going on in the rest of the SEC East, it feels like this is the only game that we really are going to have to really think about for like about a month and a half, right? <laughs> like, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like there's two – because there's two bye weeks uh, surround, uh, surrounding Tennessee, South Carolina, and Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Oh. You, we, 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 this is why you can't have nice things. You were all set up for you. But uh, so nevertheless – uh, it is Notre Dame week. So much to discuss. So much exciting about. But we don't have to do that now because we can do that uh, when we do our big show tomorrow. So, uh, but I can't uh, to kind of close on Arkansas State. I cannot think of a more impressive performance. I, I do kind of mean this, and maybe we can talk about this a little bit on the uh, on the on the big show uh, this week. I don't remember the last time Georgia was as thoroughly dominant. As they were Saturday. They're obviously, they've smoked a lot of teams. They've beat a lot of teams by a lot of points. They've beat better teams than Arkansas State by a lot of points. But this really felt like, oh, wow, they are just, when everything is rolling, uh, like, think about the Missouri game last year. Like, you looked at that team, you thought, you know what? I don't think this team's ready to play for a national championship. <laughs> like, they are, they're going to have to do some work to get to that point. Obviously, there's a long way to go. But looking at that team yesterday, I thought, well, I don't think there's a team in, in, in college football that, uh, that, that wouldn't be pretty terrified to play this team. Yeah, I think that's probably right. And good teams win, great teams cover. And they covered huge yesterday. Huge, huge. All right, Tony, we will do our big show. We're taping Monday night, so get excited, everybody, because Notre Dame week is finally here. Very, very exciting. I will be looking for uh, all the all the leprechauns uh, that will be arriving in our town over the next week. Uh, have a great week, Tony. I will talk to you, uh, uh, I guess, in about 27 hours. Uh, go dogs. Go dogs.
And thanks so much for listening. We'll be taking some of your questions for Notre Dame. And like the guys said, we're recording on Monday evening, so tweet or DM your questions or comments to Instagram or Twitter. Our handle for both is at WSLS Podcast. And it's, yeah, finally here. The most anticipated Georgia home game in, I don't know, forever? Is less than a week away. Can you imagine what the tailgating scene will be like? Not to mention, what will the stadium look and feel like come 8 p.m. on Saturday the 21st? So, have a great week. Try to focus on work if you can. And we'll definitely see you on campus in a few days. Go dogs. Go dogs.